Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business. Only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the breakfast show. Audrey and Ryan with you. Now, the SME 100 Singapore Awards is a prestigious platform that honors the best SMEs in Singapore. Recognizing their significant contributions to the nation's economy. Out of 200 entries last year, only 24 businesses were named winners after undergoing a rigorous five-step evaluation process. Well, on Mind Your Business Today, we speak with one of the winners, Ray Kwa, CEO and founder of SwimRay, the only swim school and sports academy to be awarded Singapore's top 100 SMEs of 2023 and top 500 SMEs of 2022. So let's welcome to the studio. Ray, thanks for joining us this morning. Hello, thanks for having me. Good morning. <laughs> well, lots to talk about, but before diving into the main discussion, Ray, you're a former national or Navy diver for the Singapore Armed Forces. And then you started a private swim school with a unique pedagogy combining accident survival and competitive swimming skills. So what was the inspiration to go down this path? Okay, basically, I was a very poor swimmer back when I was a kid. And uh, I think a lot of my swimming lessons were being focused on teaching strokes, uh, not really on the survival part. When I went into NDU, my instructors, even though they were, it was a very rigorous training process, but they were actually focusing on a lot of survival swimming techniques, like how to swim when, you are, when your limbs are actually not working, when you, are, you, are, you know you have certain limbs in part, and how to hold your breath and things like that. And I realized that this kind of skills should actually be, it's actually very useful. We are not really fast swimmers in the NDU, but this kind of skills actually taught us how to survive in actually very uh, stressful situations. And I felt like this kind of skills should actually be taught to the general public. Yeah. All right. Rigorous and the NDU, I think is an understatement, right? <laughs> that was pretty tough. <laughs> How tough is it? And why do people need to learn these tough skills? I mean, I'm not going to go to the jungle anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you mean the general public? Why do they need to learn the it? general public. Okay, so basically, like, uh, I feel like the, the, the normal swim lessons that we have, they teach you how to swim strokes, but they don't teach you, like, for example, basically, if you have a leg cramp, your legs are not functioning, how do you get across to the water in that time? Then, let's say, you, you are being cut in the water, open water, how do you survive from that? Yeah, uh, your hands are in part, how do you carry on swimming? Yeah. Mm. Ray, while we were off air, you mentioned something that I thought was really interesting. You guys teach a lot of kids and we asked you how you find your teachers for Swim Ray and you said that what was important to you guys is empathy and being able to handle and teach kids. Not so much the teacher has to be able to swim very fast. Can you tell us more about this? Definitely. So how do I get this idea? It's also my time in NDU. Uh, I realized that you don't actually have to be very good swimmers, but more importantly, can you do the skills? And when I was teaching kids, you know, initially I started out as a coach myself. So uh, I realized that the tough part of teaching kids is not actually whether they can pick up the skills, but whether they listen to you psychologically. That young age, whether they listen to you, they are convinced by you, they are motivated by you. And that's how I make sure uh, I, our company, you know, our objective is not to get the fastest swimmers to join us, but the swimmers that actually, uh, they have the empathy, they have the passion to make sure kids actually are motivated by them and they have the heart to do it. Uh, yeah. So your trainers need to be able to kind of switch between adults, how they train and how children learn. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about you winning the award. So congrats on the awards. What makes you stand out from the crowd? What makes you different in terms of maybe business models and the way you approach the business? Compared to other swim schools, uh, private swim schools, I think what we do is actually we bring a school to people. So a lot of private swim schools, uh, they focus on hiring freelancers and things like that. But for us, we actually focus a lot on uh, a school to them. For example, we have head coaches going down to observe their lessons wherever they stay periodically. And then we have our administrative, our admin team always uh, at the 
24 hour support, not, not say 24 hour, but working hour support for the clients. Yep. So, Ray, we know that Singapore is a very uh, highly competitive business environment, right? And many SMEs may struggle to, to stand out from the crowd, and Swimmery managed to do that. And with the awards come more recognition. Uh, maybe people would think that, oh, th- this is a reliable swim school. So, it definitely helps boost reputation, giving Swimray uh, more credibility. I imagine that this would have a hand in maybe boosting the number of clients and investors that Swimray has. Um, how do you intend to leverage this for future business endeavors? Okay, so for example, uh, uh, we intend to actually invest more back into our coaches to train them, you know, send them for overseas training program, get them up to date. And I was actually in an, an SME 100 interview, they were actually asking me, like, how do I impact uh, further? And I was, I was saying that uh, with this model where we bring a school to people, right, I wanted to venture into other sports, bring this model into my basketball academy, my football academy and more to go because um, I felt like with this model where we can send coaches to you, uh, school bring to their places, to their convenience, uh, we can impact not just swimming but a lot of other sports. All right, we're in conversation with Ray Kwa. He's the CEO and founder of SwimRay and he's wearing a shirt that says SwimRay, trusted condo swim coach and as you've heard, he's also running two other private sports academies, Goal Kick and Triple Threat Basketball Academy. So he's someone with a lot of skills. So let's talk about all this coming together for you, right? You're talking about building up and scaling up a business. How do you ensure you keep your standards, your accountability that you're trying to build? And so far, you've been doing a good job. But how do you grow beyond that? Okay, um, it's actually a very complex process because our coaches go around the nation to teach, like everywhere, everywhere in Singapore, they go to every corner to teach. How we ensure standards are being met is we invest a lot into our manpower, our head coaching department, where they extensively still go down to every lesson to make sure the lessons are conducted well and the retraining for the coaches. Okay, uh, let's get out of the swimming pool again for a second here, Ray, um, and talk about open water swimming. This may sound silly, but when I was training for my triathlon way, way back in the day, I was so shocked and taken aback by how much more challenging um, this is as compared to, you know, just swimming laps in a pool. Uh, We know Swimray is currently the only provider of private swimming lessons in the Singapore's open water. Um, why is this an important skill to learn and how do you see this making a positive impact on the community? It's something that, okay, for example, it's something that our, our coaches always ask the kids. Uh, why do you need to swim without goggles? Then, you know, uh, because maybe one day you're walking by the Singapore River and then maybe you accidentally just drop inside. How do you survive in an uh, open water body? Mm-hmm. So this is the part where we always emphasize that learning how to swim in the pool is different compared to open water. Open water has tides, has um, obstacles inside. And it's very crucial that people know how to navigate inside because uh, water bodies are everywhere in Singapore. Anytime you, you, you get into it, you gotta, you got to be able to rescue yourself. Yeah, it's quite inspiring to hear from you, you know, translating your passion into a business. And I know it's not easy sometimes around a business. What have been some of the lessons you've learned along the way running a business that you can maybe share with others, hoping to follow your footsteps to turn their passion into something they can make a living out of? Oh, okay. Um, I think there's a belief. So all along, I felt like um, if you have, you have passion for something and you work really hard at it, um, you believe that you can contribute to the community, you believe you can value it, then uh, you gotta just you just got to go at it. <laughs> I suppose the early years were a bit tougher, no? having oh, to be tough. your own brand, yep, get yep. your word out there. What was yep. it like for you? At the start, it was very tough because um, SME, we had a lot of economic challenges. Uh, we didn't have a lot of financial freedom. We didn't have any investors. Uh, at the start, it was all a lot of, we had to learn a lot of skills ourselves 
ourselves, be it marketing, training, the coaches, um, all the all the things that build a business that I have absolutely no idea on. <laughs> and that, that was the extremely tough part. Yeah, like how to do a HR, how to hire people, no training at all before on this. I had no, no lessons before on this. So that was the hard part. Yeah. Okay, if you could turn the clock back, would you have done anything differently? Maybe things that might have been better? Oh, I think if I could turn the clock back, uh, what I will do differently is maybe I could have attended more courses on this kind of business building. Yeah, maybe that that's what I will I will I will go for. Yeah, because it helps streamline a lot of processes. And the tough part I had initially was how to streamline processes. Everything was just very complex. Everything was just very rigorous. All right, Ray. Let's look ahead to the future of Swim Ray. We know you're going to invest back into your coaches and teachers, but how does Swim Ray? plan to adapt with the times and evolve, and evolve its programs to cater to different needs and interests of its students. What can we expect from Swim Ray in the years to come? Okay, um, I think what we do is uh, we understand that um, students change, their character change over time or so, and how we how we try to adapt to it is we we try to work very closely with how MOE, you know, they, they, they teach their students or so. We try to look at uh, the syllabus that they do in school and things like that, and how kids have actually changed over time, and we try to adapt our coaches to understand kids better in that way. All right. So this conversation all about swimming against the tide and the challenges and tiding the wave to get to the SME 100 awards. Thanks so much, Ray, for your insights and for sharing more about Swim Ray and for your time this morning. Thank you so much. We were speaking with Ray Kwa, CEO and founder of Swim Ray, the only swim school and sports academy to be awarded Singapore's top 100 SMEs of 2023. That was Mind Your Business for today. Stay with us on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg. Or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Audio at the App Store and Google Play.